friends. Welcome to Race to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Recently, I did a study and a survey about the biggest parenting challenges that we've been facing for the last two years. And the things that are surfacing again and again is that parenting has become like a daunting task, quote-unquote task for parents because of this pandemic situation and how Things have been so uncertain and this has added so much pressure and it just hasn't been so easy to live up. And so today I want to share top five parenting challenges that even I have personally uh, experienced. And I'm also going to share what can we do to, of course, not, you know, not get rid of it, but how can we manage it or how can we, you know, um, have a transformation even in these situations, um, even in this pandemic. But before I say anything, I really want to share that you are all amazing and you are all doing the best as you can with the best resources that you have and with the support that you have. And I really see you. I see you working hard. I see you doing everything that you can. And I really see you to survive. But together, we're going to go from surviving to thriving mode. And without taking a further ado, let's look into the five biggest top parenting challenges that I have noticed. Number one challenge is lack of time now tell me you are with me without telling me you are with me right it's one of the biggest challenges faced by parents today it's all about it's just lack of time in 24 hours i mean we all have 24 hours but when you are a parent right you have to juggle between so many duties. You have to wear so many hats. You are going through so many roles in a day. Like in one hour, you're, you know, you are a chef. And the next hour, you have to manage your office work. And the next hour, you are doing your dishes, you know, taking care of the household chores or being the nurse for your child or, you know, there's just so many being the the cab driver you know taking them from one place to another there's just so lot to handle in one day and so due to increased parenting stress and all this pandemic making everything uncertain and the kids are not having that freedom to go out it just has become so hard but you know what it is what it is has been my favorite favorite phrase that I have been telling myself it is what it is okay what can I do next what what is it that it's in my control 
So like last week, uh, how we discussed about those habits, where one of the habits was to not getting distracted by what we can't control and rather focusing on what we can, right? So again, lack of time, we know it is what it is. We all have only 24 hours and we have so many duties. How can we create more time? How can we be more creative? How can we ask for help? So this is a solution that I have been doing. I have been asking for help. I have been asking my kids to collaborate with me. I have been making requests for them to collaborate with me. And it's so easy. All we have to do is ask. Like, try, parents. Try. There is so much power in asking for help. And so this lack of time is going to be the biggest challenge. But again, there is so much that we can do. We can be more creative and we can ask for help. So for example, I give responsibilities to my older ones. So first thing in the morning, I wake up at 4.30, but I have my morning routine and I also have to get out of the house by 7.15. I have to make fresh lunches for all three of us, for my for my little one, for my older one, for me. And we all, we don't eat same uh, food because I have diet restrictions and my little one ha- is, he thrives on like uh, a selective food. He has to have same food every day. He is that kind of a simpler guy. Where my older one gets bored with the same meal for lunch. Me and my little one thrive on the same meal every day. So again, I have to make, you know, I have to cook three different lunches. So lack of time. What creatively I have been doing is I have been asking for my older son to help me in the morning to, you know, warm our water together so or, you know, he can um, pack his brother's bag, pack his bag. We actually do a lot of preparation ahead of time. So like on Saturdays or Sunday morning, one of the other mornings, if I have like literally like 15 minutes in my hand, I will just go ahead and take uh, clothes out for five days for kids and me because we three have to go early in the morning. So we prepare ahead of time and just this, you know, clothes prepping or meal prepping or deciding on what breakfast we're going to eat or what lunches we're going to cook every day makes a huge difference. And that can take off a lot of pressure off of this not having enough time in a day. The second challenge is imbalanced life. Yes, imbalanced life. Balance is a myth, my friend. If nobody ever told you, I'm going to tell that to you. I'm just going to repeat that, that balance is a myth. There's no such thing as balance. Um, even though we say, like, you know, to say it, that it's all about balance. But it's just, it's just not possible to do, you know, to give 20% to each of the tasks because then we're not going to achieve the result that we're trying to achieve in that one area. But I believe that it's not about balance. It's about integration. It's about how can I integrate my, my dream life or, you know, my dream projects into my day to day life. It's about integration. It's about how can I focus on my family, like, you know, prioritize my family life or health or, you know, career. So it's about integration and not balancing out. So one of the things that I really like to do is creating buckets. So like I have four buckets. 
Um, and this is like, you know, if you have a to be, to do, or goals, if you're one of those kind of a person, you would know uh, my lingo right now. It's about creating buckets. So we all, according to, you know, Vedic scriptures, we, every human being, we have four goals, four goals in our life, right? Not talking about the small goals, like, like our dreams and stuff. I'm talking about the four major goals. One is about pleasure, which is which you get in that bucket. It's all about family relationship or, you know, fun and recreation. It's that. The second bucket is career. It's about what, you know, the, the work and the finance life. The third one is purpose, dharma. What is my purpose? So service, you know, and making impact. And the fourth bucket is liberation. That's about self-actualization. So these are my four buckets and I make sure that I am doing, you know, um, something for each of my bucket and these four buckets are my priority. So like, for example, liberation, right? That's one of the goals. Self-actualization is goal. But if I spend all my time in just learning and reading self-help books and just doing, you know, meditation and stuff like that, then what about my other buckets? What about my family, uh, you know, relationships? What about the purpose, the making, the difference in the world? What about the career? You know, it's all about career is about earning with integrity. So when am I going to do that? So it's about integrating all these four buckets in, you know, playing, keeping them all um, in forefront. So that's what I believe. I don't believe in dance. So there are some days where it's like, for example, on the weekend, my weekend is all about self-actualization slash purpose, where I really work on, you know, work on serving. So I record my podcast or, you know, I create content and how can I serve uh, the parents and, you know, serve my mission. And about self-actualization where I like we legit go every Saturday to temple and all day it's all about spirituality learning how can I be a better version of myself and then Monday to Friday of course you know we have our I have my career like you know I work so it's like eight to five and then family relationship we have I have one-on-one time on a on a daily basis with my kids so and we have family time so it's all about in you know it's all about um bringing them all together and not so much about balancing everything like, oh, let me give 20% of this, 25% time for this, 25% of time to career, 25% to, you know. No, it's about breaking it down. So try it out and it actually really works. But again, reminder, what works for me might not work for you and what works for you might not work for me. So there's no harm in trying. And the third biggest challenge is excessive use of gadgets and stimulating toys yes this is so major i mean you just you just won't find a single day for kids nowadays where they don't get to use gadgets to play games phone it's ipad laptop anything there is screen involved in their life i mean Nowadays, even the school, like my 11-year-old actually has his own Chromebook that he has to use it in school and he has to do his homework in it when he comes home. So like screen is just like, it just has been a part of their life. So now, how can we be creative and minimize if we know that screen has been part of the school life now? 
How can we be creative and minimize the screen time on the other side to let loose? So like maybe, you know, bringing some activities or board games. I don't know. Be creative. Like So in my household, um, I really believe in one of the fundamentals that if I don't want my kids to do something, I just don't bring that object in the house. So my kids don't own an iPad or tablet. They just don't own it. We just don't have it. We have a TV, but we have allowances. We have limits. I believe in having healthy boundaries. I believe in having healthy limits instead of me taking them their privileges away. But I don't even have to go that far because I just never bought them iPads. Or my 11-year-old, you know, he is, he's in sixth grade and all of his peers have phones. He doesn't own a phone. He has like a phone, but it's only to read his ebooks because he sometimes likes to read ebooks, and so he gets the online library where he can get whatever books he wants, you know, with the flip of uh, a button. And so it's about if you don't want to give them excessive gadgets, then just don't bring it. But again, I'm not saying like because because when we parents are in surviving mode, we really need we can just you know. Not need, but we can use that as a support. So like, for example, half of our September, we were self-quarantined all because of COVID. I had COVID, my mom had COVID. So we were quarantined. And because I was gone from, like, I had to be in one room, I couldn't be there to, you know, to spend that time with them because we can't go outside. So we couldn't be creative with them. So I had to allow them to use screens. Like I had to, I had no choice, but they had TVs to to watch and they had games there they had ps4s and uh playstation whatnot whatever to play on right but when we're in surviving mode i understand but when we are in the thriving mode and we can always go from surviving to thriving and thriving to surviving it's always vice versa there is no there's no linear line life is not linear my friend it's all about up and down right it's just like the ekg that we get for heart if the if the EKG comes out linear, that means you're dead, right? You have to have up and down in order and ups and down of life shows that you are alive and you are a human being. So again, when it's possible, just, you know, work on that healthy boundaries for gadgets. And another thing is stimulating toys. So we have stopped purchasing the toys that create some that create like sounds that have noises uh, I feel that I mean I have noticed that it stimulates my little ones and you know it just stimulates his nervous system and it just he has so much he has hard time then and he gets into the aggressive uh phase so if I really don't want him to go into that phase I would rather not purchase such things because they're just not gonna go and buy themselves right it's about us Early, especially the early stage of childhood is the parents who makes the choice, like who literally is responsible for nurturing them, right? We're responsible for nurturing them. So just don't get the stuff that you don't want them to use, right? So let's move on to the next biggest challenge. It's aggressive behavior. And this actually ties down to the previous challenge. The aggressive behavior is coming, believe or not, coming from the added social media, the added TV show. It's our senses are so overloaded 
with the gadgets and the screens. And that is, that's what's turning our nervous system on a high notch. And our nervous system can only handle so much at the same time. And again, our senses, right? Our senses, sensory load is so overload, which turns into the aggressive behaviors. So whether it's for kids or us adults, it's about what are we taking in? So like the movies that we watch or, you know, the the anger, the violence, we're all absorbing this energy, which adds up to the aggression because it's filled with negative behavior and negative energy. Our last habit, habit number five, is failure to model behavior to teach fundamental morals and values. This one, my friends, is I personally think this plays uh, a huge role as well in in um, terms of parenting challenges because we're actually failing to model the behavior and, you know, we're not teaching the, the values and the fundamental moral values because, you know what, ourselves, like we parents don't know what we value the most because society has conditioned in so much in terms of like the go, go, go mode in terms of, you know, going from one one activity to next activity so fast where there's like no pause, no time to reflect, no energy to reflect, right? So we we literally are not modeling ourselves. So there is no way we can teach it to our kids, right? So it's, it's so important to have family values. And that's why I really personally like to read stories about the leaders, you know, the inspiring stories where there is a message and the lesson to learn from. So like learning about, you know, someone's mistakes and how somebody works towards their dreams or how important is empathy and how kindness. And so these are the, these are some of the values that we really need to explore with our kids so they know what do they value. And that's why I really admired how back home we lived in joint families. Um, and I, I still prefer to live in joint families. So like right now, my parents, my mother-in-law, my kids, we all live together. Even though there are like pros and cons to it, but the pro is like, you know, they have stories to share. I always admired my dad sharing the stories from his childhood and the, the hardships and the hard days that, that he went through because I really learned a lot from those stories. And I really like them to share those stories with my kids so the kids can you know, learn the the values of the work ethics, the values of hardship, the values of compassion, the values of, you know, family and the togetherness and how we can um, serve, you know, uh, when we're like together, you know, in terms of ethics and compliance and cooperation, we can choose the real values that can serve us. So, these are some of the biggest uh, parenting challenges. Again, to recap, it's the lack of time, imbalanced life, um, excessive use of gadgets and stimulating toys, aggressive behavior, and failure to model the behavior to teach the fundamental morals and values. So I hope you can take something out of these. And these are also um, one, of the one of the challenges that I faced earlier and I worked on it a lot. And I hope you can also uh, maybe focus on, you know, the, the 
the nurturing part of your kids so you can um, respond consciously and at the same time, you know, um, empower our leaders for tomorrow. That's it for this week's episode of Race to Rise. Be sure to sign up to our email list at risewithmetal.com and join us again next time for more wisdom about life, kids, and everything in between. I am Mital Patel wishing you happy raising and rising. Oh,